What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode on Logos Podcast. I'm Max. I'm Sam. I'm Joey. And on today's episode, we got the heat, like we always do. We're going to be talking about prayer. Hey. But not the specific forms of, forms of prayer, right? Because the church um, has an extensive practice of prayer. Um, we're going to talk about prayer in general, or some of our own experiences, maybe give you all... Um, uh, a definition that the catechism gives, some practical tips, some misconceptions, and just kind of a very general view of what the church views as prayer. Um, so, yeah, we all think. Yeah, I'm super fired up, not going to lie. I think it'll be a good episode. Got some good things to share. But, you know, before we start, I want to, you know, give it to Joey. I want to say, Joey, he, <laughs> to, uh, he told me this story on Monday that I never heard, and I was like, you know, I'm trying not to be that guy, like, when we're together, it's like, oh my gosh, save for the podcast, bro. You know, I don't <laughs> want to be that guy. But in this instance, I was like, Joey, you you got to tell us on the podcast. So, Joey, get the floor. Okay, I I suppose I can I can share this story. Um, so, back back in the day, maybe four or five years ago, something that became a bit of a, a, a fad was um, was bottle flipping. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this art form. Yeah, like the, yes, the, the one-third full bottle of water, and you try to flip it and land, right? Yeah, it, I'd say about. Did you just consider? Did you just consider it an art form? I, it's. I'd say it's an art form, and you need, okay. you need about continue three eighths full, not one one-third full. If uh, we're gonna, okay. if we're gonna be Go precise. Ahead. But yeah, for those of you who don't know what this, you you take a bottle filled uh, three eighths, I think is the precise uh, measurement with water, and you flip it in the air in such a way that it lands uh right side up standing erect on some surface in front of you well <laughs> right i saw a lot of third i thought i saw a lot of third graders do that is that, is that what we're talking about <laughs> well they're not nearly nearly as sophisticated uh okay as, right. as some Sorry. of the as some of the you know more technically <laughs> sound athletes in this sport but all right um i was I was a participant, we could say, in this uh, in this fad. And when I was entering seminary, the first year I was in seminary, we had a talent show on family weekend. So the, this weekend, families came, and uh, one of the big events of the of the family weekend was a talent show, and all the seminarians were asked to share their talents, of which I have many. But the most impressive of them is probably <laughs> my ability to flip water bottles. And so naturally, <laughs> I decided for my <laughs> For my, t- for my, uh, for my, ta- for my talent for the talent show, I was gonna flip a water bottle in front of a in front of the crowd, um, and I had a great plan. So this is I, I can set the scene for you. So I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Dark Knight Rises. Great movie. One of my yep. one of my favorite r- movies. Well, there was a uh, there's a scene in the movie where Christian Bale, Batman, is you know climbing up out of the den that he's been imprisoned in for for many many months and he finally yeah. takes the rope off uh that is securing him if he falls when he makes the jump and mm-hmm. uh finally he makes the jump uh and he and he lands it thanks be to god um thanks gotham city is very happy that he landed it and um <laughs> and uh this is turning into a long story anyway that's the music so the music in that scene the music drops right when he makes the jump so i my dream, my vision was to have this music playing while I slowly processed up to the stage. And right when the music dropped, I was planning on flipping the water bottle and landing it and seeing the crowd go wild. Well, we start off, I was the opening act of the talent show. 
and picture an auditorium, a big auditorium that's packed full of seminarians and parents and their families, pitch dark, and all of a sudden this music starts playing, this very kind of solemn music that's like <laughs> building slowly. Unbelievable, slowly. dude. I, can't, I, don't, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, a spotlight shows up at the back of the room, and it's me processing in <laughs> down through the audience with uh, my pontifical cassock on. Oh, and uh, I make my way up on stage, and there's just a table on stage, and everyone's really confused because no one knows what's going on. And I pull my water bottle out from my sleeve and show it to everyone, and everyone starts to get a little bit excited. Now, what I, di- <laughs> what I didn't plan out very well was that the song is like three minutes long. <laughs> so- <laughs> So, so I got up I got up on stage and I just had to stand <laughs> oh there. I just had to stand there and wait for the music to drop for like three <laughs> minutes. Um, and finally, the moment comes and I'm getting ready to dr- uh, flip the water bottle. Music stops. I flip it. And I miss. I miss. <laughs> no. I miss the, no. I miss the flip. I miss oh the flip. I was devastated, terribly embarrassed. Um, Joey. However, Joey, the story doesn't end there real death and resurrection story because I went backstage immediately and I asked the host of the talent show if I could close the show with another attempt. This was not the plan originally, but I was like, dude, give me a chance to like close the show. And he's like, okay, let let the dark night rise. Let the dark night rise is what I was essentially saying. (laughs) So, so I go backstage and I don't watch any of the talent show. I spend the entire talent show, like an hour practicing flipping this water bottle to try to get it down to like, so I, so I don't miss when the time comes talent show ends the hosts are like thanking the parents for coming and then all of a sudden the lights go black again and the music starts playing again and i start (laughs) i start processing down the aisle again and i'm not kidding you everyone starts going nuts like everyone starts cheering and chanting and i've been i was telling i was telling sam i've been in many high intensity you know high pressure sports situations in my life played a lot of sports growing up I don't know if I've ever felt more pressure <laughs> than I did at this moment. So I get up on stage. Everyone's like chanting and like going nuts. And I have to wait there for like two minutes for the music to drop. And the moment Man. comes. The moment of truth comes. Music drops. I flip the water bottle. And I land it. The crowd goes nuts. Boy. Um, one that of the, This is a standard of talent in seminary. Yeah, Dude. one of the one of the better <laughs> moments of my life, I think. Um, so oh I gotta be honest, man. Like I think this story is so <laughs> awesome, and I think it's so awesome. Like I think it's more awesome because of the ending. Like he, it's great how he like missed it, and then like he, the comeback story. Right, that's the best <laughs> yeah, part. Redemption, and everybody's oh. behind him. Like it's just, I love it. Bro, my <laughs> my <laughs> heart, my heart was racing. So I think we're gonna Rudy, try to, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> so I have a, we have a video of this um, that I think we're gonna try to attach in the uh, in the link to this episode. Yeah, in, in yeah, the yeah, description. Yeah. So if, okay, you, cool. if you're curious to see this video, oh my god, someone dude. someone cut it on video and uh, it was pretty great. So, well, Joey, thank you for being so vulnerable with. Yeah. Yes, you know, it was, it was hard. Talking about vulnerability, let's talk about prayer. Oh, that's a good transition. Wow. We sh- we didn't plan Boom. that. That was good, Max. That was good. You're welcome, man. I'm here, I'm here for the good transitions all day. Okay. All right. So what is prayer? What is prayer? Um, so the catechism gives several definitions, but the classic definition um, is given by St. John Damascene. Mm-hmm. And it's the one that most people refer to when they're talking about prayer, and it goes thus. Prayer is the rising of one's mind and heart to God, 
or the requesting of good things from God. Right. So um, you can find this in the catechism on paragraph 2559. Um, and this is kind of the the um, the definition that we typically refer to when we're talking about prayer in the church. Um, but notice it's a, it's a consistent action. It's a, it's a living uh, relationship. It's, it's something that you're doing to God who you recognize also is living. So it's this kind of call and response, um, which definition, which the catechism also defines prayer in another way, saying vital and personal relationship with the living and true God. So those are two kind of ways we could, we could approach prayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I like those definitions cause they're, they're broad and they kind of, um, cover, they kind of apply analogously to all the different forms of prayer. Like in every form yeah. of prayer, you're raising your heart and your mind to God um, uh, and normally requesting requesting things from him. Mm-hmm. Um, the catechism also yeah. gives uh, uh, St. Therese of Lisieux, one of her favorite definitions of prayer, um, uh, which is really beautiful. She says, for me, prayer is a surge of the heart. It is a simple, mm. it is a simple look turned toward heaven. It's a cry of recognition and of love, embracing both trial and joy. So there's Saint Therese yeah. for you, just really, you know, bringing in the, bringing in the, yeah. uh, the big bucks right yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I think I guess the best thing about these definitions is they're all kind of like this call to relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a, one thing that maybe we don't get across enough as a church. Um, I, I don't know about that for sure, but like. You know, we're relational yeah. beings. I think we've talked about it on the episode before, but God's relational. So, mm-hmm. and we, we come from God, which means that yeah. we're also relational. Yeah. Um, and when, we, when we're engaging in prayer, we're engaging in a relationship with God. And, and God, He kind of comes out and calls us, right? He wants to have a relationship with us, but He doesn't necessarily make us have a relationship with us. He just keeps calling, right? And whether we want to listen or not. Right. Uh, is really up to us, which is uh, actually a gift from God. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been I, I've been reading a book. It's called uh, Personal Prayer. Yeah. And one of the things it opens up with, actually, the introduction is it talks about that because man is a relational being and because he was created by God and for God in prayer, one of the key aspects to prayer is precisely vulnerability, right? Humility. Yeah. Because God himself was vulnerable in creating a creature that he didn't have to. And not only did he create man, he took it a step further and gave man free will. Yeah. As, as you know, to what Joey's saying or to what Sam is saying, like God created us with the capacity to reach out to him and also to reject him. Right? Yeah. So one of the key aspects to, to approaching prayer is recognizing who we are before God, you know, yeah. where we stand that we're not God, right? Exactly. That we need God and that we want to love him and have an eternal relationship with him. And this is and this is a radical thing. Like the fact that the living God, the creator of the universe, wants to have a relationship with us is profound. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times I think we kind of forget that. But actually, yeah. Max, it's, it's funny that you say that because, well, it's not that funny that you say that because the catechism says almost <laughs> exactly the same thing. The first, the first thing it says about prayer is, Prayer is first and foremost a gift from God, like you both just said. Like, yes. It's a profound gift that we need to be thankful for. And it says that humility, as you just said, Max, is the foundation of prayer. And that uh, only when we humbly acknowledge that we do not know how to pray as we ought, as St. Paul says, are we ready to re- receive this gift and uh, yeah. to be thankful for it. So like, what does Jesus say when he encounters the woman at the well who, uh, who he asks for water? He he says, if you only knew the gift of God uh, that, mm. that you're receiving by 
me trying to invite you into this relationship with myself. It's yeah. it's something that we could really ponder for a long time. Um, and, and you know, prayer is something every man desires. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if you're religious or not. Everybody prays. Yeah. Everybody has a desire to to express, to to reach out to the infinite, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And if I could yeah. add to this conversation a little bit, I think that I would say, yeah. uh, we talk about humility, right? So we a lot of times people like to say, well, humility is kind of like, being like not not boasting about yourself i guess is the best way to put it right, right. but that's really yeah. not what humility is it's really more in, uh being in touch with reality yeah yeah so like uh yeah. if, i i don't like to do this too often but like if you talk about like, like where the etymology of the word comes from it's from humus which is a latin word for like earth or soil right so like when you're when you're when you're hu- mm-hmm. uh, humble you're in touch with reality and what is it given to us like in this present world uh and the reason that's important with prayer is that well, when you realize what well, we're human beings and we're, we, we need God for our existence, we, we have nothing. Like, we don't explain ourselves. We don't know, you know, what the intricacies of the universe are or anything like that. It's like, well, when you yeah. realize where you are and who you are, it's like, yeah, of course I need to talk to God. Because if I don't, I, yeah. what, am I, what do I got to fall back on? Can I give an example or like a, a cool story I once heard of a priest telling me? Yeah. A priest told me a, a beautiful story on prayer. Kind of to get to give me an illustration of what my prayer should kind of be should should consist of, and his his story was pretty brief. But basically, there was a couple that um, the husband in, um, in this married couple was sick, and they were in the hospital. And well, the man passed away, and so when the priest got there, um, and he he brought a nun with him, um, the woman in despair and frustration and anger ran out of the hospital and ran to the nearest Sacred Heart statue of, of Jesus Christ and started punching it and was crying and was mad and was spitting at it. And one of the security guards ran to stop the woman from doing this, right? Mm-hmm. And the nun stopped the security guard and said, no, 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 she's praying. Mm-hmm. I've heard that story. Wow, right? I have not. And, and I, I love that story because, I mean, it goes back to this very point. Like, we have to remember that being before our Lord does not require a perfect method of prayer. Right. 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 It, it doesn't require, a, you know, a perfectly stringed formula. Um, prayer, first and foremost, starts with recognizing who we are and and that, that life is a gift and that the ability to communicate with God is a gift itself. Yeah. And so we are we are asked to give of ourselves. Well, and it's not fake too, right? I think that's the that's, right, that's what strikes me by that story is like, okay, this lady is giving everything to God. She's like, why are you doing this to me? Why do I have to go through the suffering, right? Why why am I watching this happen? It's like that's not fake. That's authentic, and that's, that's what we want. You want authentic yeah. relationship with God. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. And it's yeah, like you said, humility. Humility is living in this, in living in the truth. It's yeah. living. In, yeah. grounded in reality and the reality of the situation is that we're completely dependent on God at every moment. And yeah. I like, Sam, mm. what you just said about the fact that this prayer is coming from this woman's heart. It's authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the catechism, the next thing it says about prayer is that prayer is a covenant. Prayer is a covenant relationship with the Lord. Mm. Um, and for those of you who don't know what a covenant is, a really good, a really good, very simple way of explaining what a covenant is is like by contrasting it with, for example, a contract. A contract that we encounter many times throughout our lives is like an exchange of goods, right? Like mm-hmm. I create a deal with you so that we can exchange goods and services, right? Yep. A covenant is not an exchange of goods, but an exchange of persons. So like a marriage, 
mm. when a husband and a wife promise to give themselves to each other, not a good or a service, but them, their, their very lives. Mm-hmm. This is a covenant relationship. And the catechism tells us that prayer is this covenant with the Lord. It's this exchange of, of personhood with the Lord. He gives himself to us, yeah. and we have the opportunity to respond by giving ourselves back to him. And we do this precisely and only from the depths of our heart as Sam said. And yes. The, ca- the catechism yeah. says, uh, Scripture speaks sometimes of the soul or of the spirit, but most often it speaks of the heart. In fact, it says mm. more, more than a thousand times Scripture uses this word. According to Scripture, it is the heart that prays. If our heart is far yes. from God, the words of prayer are vain. So exactly what you guys were just saying. Yeah. And and the heart, you know, the, the catechism also defines the heart um, as the dwelling place where I am, where I live. It goes on to say, the heart is our hidden center beyond the grasp of our reason and of others. Only the Spirit of God can fathom the human heart and know it fully. It is a place where we make a decision deeper than than our psychic drives. It is a place of truth where we choose life or death. It is a place of encounter because as image of God, we live in relation. It is this place that is a covenant, right? It's, it's where we get to encounter Christ. It's where we get to reach out to him. And like it says, more than just our psychological activity, which we can say on one sense, prayer is and has scientifically proven to be a psychological phenomenon, but it's more than that. Right. It's not just our mental aspect. And it's, and it's, it's our very, it's who we are. It's our very being that reaches out, as Joey said, to God. It's an exchange of persons, me to God, and God giving over of himself to us, most perfectly exemplified in the incarnation. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. In the in the human heart of Jesus Christ, right? The sacred heart right. of our Lord, which Amen. was always in dialogue with the Father. Um, yeah. And then real quick, the last thing that we can just share is that the catechism also defines prayer as a communion, which is kind of repetitive of what, uh, kind of rehashing what we just said, but it's a living relationship. And this is, again, yeah. you know, we hear people talk about prayer and we see, you know, different religions expressing prayer in different ways, but... It is a radical thing. It is, it is an incredible thing that the church asserts and that, the, and that Christians live. Uh, the fact that it is possible to have union with God. Um, mm. This is what we're created for, mm. and this is what we're called to. Yeah, I mean, S- Sam, you alluded to, I mean, the, Trinitary, it's, or the Trinity itself, I'm sorry, being a relationship, right? I did, yes. And, and you talked about how, like, because we were created in the image and likeness of God, we're, we are too called to pray um, as as this communal aspect, right? As this union with God made for relationship, both with ourselves and God and also the greater community of people living w- w- in and through our baptism, right? Because that's right. where that, 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 that power comes to us to pray and to be able to communicate with God. Right, yeah, and I was just essentially saying that we everything flows from God. So everything's right. like God. We, yeah. we reflect God. And... You know, we're, we don't. We're not contrary to him. We work. We work in union with him. And if he's a relational being, so are we. Yeah. Um, that was my point. Right. Um, but I, you know, I'm. I'm interested. I want to hear. As I, we've talked about prayer and stuff, but like maybe you guys could like share a little bit about like your personal prayer lives and what's good about it and what works for you, what doesn't work for you. I really like to hear some of that stuff. Yeah, uh, Max, you want to go first, dude? Uh okay. So. Summatively put, my my prayer life um, over the the past maybe I would say five years has really taken on a, a new a new dimension has really developed and progressed. 
Um, some, some days just on a very natural scale are better than others. Some days I make more time for prayer than others. Um, prayer is a difficult thing because for one, it can't really be, um, measured tangibly. So sometimes prayer becomes difficult and it's, and it's sometimes even discouraging because I can't, am I making progress, God? What am I doing? Right. You know, um, kind of thing. But some of the things that, you know, have worked and I've experienced in my own life is, one of the one of the main things I would propose of prayer is perseverance. Yeah, like the necessity for perseverance. It's essential to a prayer life. Like, and we we've touched on this throughout this whole talk so far. But this necessity for relationship. Well, a relationship requires commitment and perseverance. Exactly. Even when you don't love your sister or your brother or your husband or your or your girlfriend or boyfriend, like you still have to show up and you still have to care about that person and you still have to you know take care of that person and. And, you know, say yes when yes and no when no. And so, like, um, perseverance is, is essential to this. And so that's actually taught me to be more disciplined um, and to make that space and time to be with God. You know, I wasn't always like that. And I always blamed God for not reaching out to me. But because, as we said earlier, because he loves us so much, I've had to learn to constantly reach out to him. And ideally, you know, as I continue in the spiritual life and continue trying to grow in this life, um, the grace of God will continue to be endowed upon me so that our relationship grows because we can make this, we can make prayer oftentimes a personal thing, but the action first comes from God because he loved us first. Right. Right. He loved us first and he knew us before we were born. And so God reaches out to us through the, through our very creation. And so learning to live in this vital by by the word vital, I mean this living and personal relationship with God. I hope to, as I persevere and as I take the time, make the place to to talk to our to our Lord, that our relationship continues to grow. And um, I heard it one time one time said to me that oftentimes the relationship you have with God is going to dictate your relationship with other people. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Saint John and, says, you, and you cannot love the brother whom you can see if you can't if you do not love, or you can't. How can you love God. the God who you cannot see if you don't love the brother who you can see? Yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah, and so right. So we're going back to this like living aspect of prayer. Like it doesn't just stop in the in the in the room or in the chapel, right? Or before our blessed Lord, the presence and the encounters of our Lord um, go beyond that. It's important. And prayer is there, but prayer also is a living thing. So in my own life, I've seen that. I, I've, I've developed that as I continue to pray and different types of prayer, right? Like recitative prayer, like the rosary, our father, all this stuff. That's that's good and that's important. And I try to do that on a daily basis, multiple times sometimes even. But also just like a personal exchange with our Lord. Hey, God, I'm, I, I need help in this area. Hey, I don't hear you, God. Where are you? But I'm here, Lord. So now that I'm here before you, teach me to love you even in these moments when I don't necessarily quote unquote feel you. And, and that kind of permeates the way I relate with people. I, I learn to love them and be patient with them and kind with them through my exchange with them and through my exchange with our Lord. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's just been kind of, you know, my experience. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for sharing yeah. that. Man. And that, it reminds me of a, a quote from St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, where she says, God doesn't ask us to be successful. He asks us to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, and yeah. this idea of perseverance and, uh, that's actually something that I've learned as well throughout the course of my, uh, conversion over these last many years. Um, just how essential, like that is, 
one of the prerequisite dispositions for being able to have a life of prayer is this commitment to persevering no matter what, no matter how dry the prayer is, no matter how boring it seems sometimes, because you're not doing it for you. You're doing it uh, as a response to this, this, this call of God. Invitation. Who you, yeah, who you were created for. Um, yeah, and Max, I, a, lot of, I, a lot of what you just said I also resonates with me. I would say yeah. that um, some of the ways that I've, my prayer life has developed over the last, um, geez, I mean, I guess I entered seminary in 2017, but uh, a couple of years before that I started praying in a really serious way every day. Um, but even I would say I can't ignore like the seeds that my parents planted in my heart, you know, as a, yeah, as a no, very young child, right. you know, teaching me the, the vocal prayers of the, our father and the hail Mary and taking me to mass. Like, yeah, as, like with those vocal prayers, they seem like simple things, but they're incredibly powerful mm-hmm. and they've, they've, well, they've, well, we hear the St. Paul, I think said, or maybe St. Peter, um, faith comes from what is heard. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so exactly. And, uh, so obviously the whole Christian life began at the moment of my baptism. Thanks be to God and my parents. But um, I would say that here's a couple things that off the top of my head I can kind of think about. Firstly is the relationship between the mass and my prayer life mm-hmm. um, is mm. they are mutually, um, they, they nourish each other mutually, right? So the mass, the Eucharist, we say, is the source and summit of the Christian life. And what that means is from, from the Eucharist, I am, uh, it's the source of all that I do. And it becomes the source of my relationship with God, the source of my prayer with him. But then at the same time, when I turn around and mm. dedicate that time every day to being with the Lord in, in the silence of my heart, um, that allows me to participate more fully and more uh, uh, be more present to him in, mm-hmm. the, in the Eucharist. So, so that's, a big, that's a big deal. Um, and then I think, uh, again, like Max said, you just uh, being committed to having that, uh, that, that time set aside vigilantly, like doggedly protecting the time that you commit to the Lord every day because it is a relationship and because it is one that requires fidelity and perseverance as all relationships do. Um, yeah. And then I would, the rosary has been a huge part of my life, huge part of my, my, my journey. Um, inter, the, the intercession of our lady is just absolutely essential. And, yes. and then also something that's been, that I've isn't been, she lovely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better. Um, but also <laughs> the thing that I've been, really being inspired by lately and over the last year or two is trying to cultivate a constant awareness of the presence of God throughout my day, throughout all things, right? Like brother, brother Lawrence of the resurrection wrote a book called the practice of the presence of God. And just Mm, being, I've heard about that book. It's incredible. I highly recommend it. It's this man who was a very simple man, very, um, I think he was, um, handicapped and he worked, he wasn't smart enough to become a priest or anything, but he like worked in a Carmelite monastery in the kitchen for like 40 years. But he was totally present. He lived totally and completely in the present moment, constantly and always aware of the indwelling presence of God in his own soul. And uh, he just, it's, it's incredible if you read his writings, the freedom that this gave him. And we talk about prayer being an expression of the truth, prayer being a practice of humility, and this humility being an expression of reality. Well, the reality of the situation yeah. is God is present to us in every single moment. 
Like he's constantly sustaining us in existence. <laughs> like if he, oh, if God stopped willing yep. it, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to take our next breath. That would be us. But we're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're I love, I love that's your sound effect for ceasing to exist. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, but we're asleep. We're asleep spiritually to this reality so often. Um, and the pro- the process of conversion is kind of like waking up to this constant and all, all always enduring indwelling presence of the Lord. So yeah, that's been something that I'm clearly, uh, d- I desire to grow in more, but something that uh, I've been inspired by some of the saints with. So, yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's all good stuff. Uh, for me, I'd say, so one of the, one of the big things I was going to harp on Joey kind of just alluded to cause Joey sucks. Sorry. Um, so, um, <laughs> but I remember specifically, uh, this is actually when I was going through some of the cancer treatment, I was with a priest and I was like, father, like I'm not praying. Like I don't do any structured prayer. Like I just, I just don't feel like it. I don't want to like a mad, like I don't want to pray. I don't do structured prayer. And he's like, he just kind of paused and looked at me. And he says, okay, but are you in tune with a divine presence? Hmm. And, I paused and I said, yeah, you know, I am. Uh, and then mm. that was a big breakthrough for me uh, because I realized that while I may not be like structurally praying, which don't get me wrong, structural prayer is very good. Yeah. But I realized yes. that yes. I didn't have to be like structurally praying to know what God was asking of mm. me or whatever, whatever was I was praying about in my life. Like I could know what he wanted from me just by, you know, listening in my everyday life. And that yeah. was a big, yeah. I mean, that was a huge deal. Actually, until this day, one of the things I love to do, and this is going to be weird. Some people say that it's, that, that it's, it's not good and that I I'm, 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 would be misleading people telling them this, but when I lift weights, it is some of the best prayer I have because oh. I just put my headphones in and hmm. there's background music, but I just, like, I just start praying. Like, I just start like, thinking about things in my life, and that's always been like, a place I kind of run to to be like, okay, I need to think about yeah. some things. Um, so that's, that's been a big thing for me. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. I think that's cause yeah. like, cause that's the goal is to be like St. Paul tells us to pray without ceasing, literally to like pray mm-hmm. in everything you do and make everything you do a prayer. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that you and, can and, offer that to God and kind of be with the Lord in the presence of that physical activity is really awesome. I love and I think, it. And I, yeah. and, I, and I think that's, that's why like living the Sabbath is so important, right? Because it means like in everything that we do, Christ is present and we recognize his existence, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's that's that was a big deal for me. Like that's that's that that was like a breakthrough. And then obviously when I enter seminary, start the structure prayer more. You know the breviary, yeah. uh, with the rosary and the holy hour. What's the breviary, Sam? Could you tell the us? Breviary is, uh, the breviary's I think I've explained it a little bit before, but it's basically just like as Joey alluded to, you know, the mass is the source and summit of the Christian life. So when we're in mass, it's like yeah. this is the big deal, man. Like this is what we're here for to praise God, to worship God. But you know, mass is usually like an hour. Um, or if you're in Africa, yeah. it's usually two hours, <laughs> which is good for them. Um, <laughs> or daily, but, daily mass here is like 30 minutes. Right. So um, when you're not in mass, though, you still need to be praising God. Well, the liturgy of the hours is how we do that. So there's structured prayer throughout the day mm. at certain times, you know, yeah. morning, daytime, evening. Uh, there's some other stuff mixed in. That's our like ongoing uh, worship of God uh, as the day continues because worship of God doesn't stop because mass stopped. Yeah. Um, it's I, kind of like extending the mass. Can't stop, won't day, stop. Right. right. Sorry. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So thanks for interrupting, Max. Yeah, Jeez, Max. Appreciate man. it, man. We're trying to talk about Sorry, prayer. Bro. Trying to talk about prayer. And yeah. you're just. Okay. Dude, I'm all right. Whatever. I'm praying <laughs> over here. Okay. No, we're kidding. But uh, so that, yeah. So the structure prayer, the, the, the uh, breviary, and all that is really, really good. And when I got into seminary, I 
had this like outpouring of grace when I started doing all this prayer, right? You're just like, wow, like God loves me. But then, and this is a good thing, he takes some of that grace away. He says, okay, you know, I'm going to give you this grace to get acclimated in a seminary and to be good and, and you know, to, 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 sh- to know that I love you. But he doesn't always have that outpouring of, of grace in your prayer life. Sometimes it's dead. Sometimes it's like, man, like, I don't know what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here in front of the, uh, uh, in front of the blessed sacrament. And I have no idea what God's saying. Um, yeah, but I'm going to stay here. Kind of what you were talking about, Max. I'm going to stay here and just hang out because we're friends. That's an, a sign of an incredibly mature relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about this and I know I've been talking a while now, but like I have That's a really okay. good friend. Um, I, when I go see this friend and I, I, he's at his mom and dad's house and I'll walk into the house and I'll sit down and we'll, I'll just join with whatever they're doing. And I might say hi. Sometimes I've been, I've walked in there and I had not said hi. I just sit down and we just do nothing. Hang, we just hang out. You do nothing together. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's because that's our, how mature our relationship is as friends, right? It's just, yeah. Hey man, like we're together. Yeah. That's what we're yeah, doing. That in adoration. is so cool. That is a big deal. That's what I want my adoration yeah, life dude. to be like. That's prayer, dude. That's yeah. prayer. And I'd say this. Yeah. And I'd say this. And um, that's, Go ahead, Max. I can't remember who who said this, but like, just like you can you can judge the level of relation of a relationship or a friendship, but the by the level of the amount of stillness that can happen bes- between them, the level of silence. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that that's what I was describing. It's just we would just be like, yeah, whatever, yeah. man. Hey, welcome. Maybe yeah. look at each other. Yeah. <laughs> and I've heard yeah. I've, I've heard pr- I've heard prayer be described as wasting time with the Lord. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm. like that's what friends yeah. do. You just get to you just be with each other. You just. Yeah, you're just with each other, and that's enough. But yeah. I'd say this too, uh, to challenge something you just said, Sam. Nope. You said sometimes God doesn't give you grace, and your prayer is very dry and dead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say this. I'd correct that. I'd say it might be precise, and this is what I've learned, and what I need to continue to learn as I continue throughout my life and my conversion, is that it might be precisely in those moments where your prayer is dry and dead, that God's actually giving you the most grace. Right. Because grace Mm. is a spiritual reality. It's not something we always feel. And actually, so God at the beginning of your time in seminary was surely probably giving you many consolations. Right. He was probably giving you many uh, feelings of pleasure and like enjoyment during your prayer. Right. So that what we want to be careful doing. And this is this is important for anyone who's trying to, you know, start living a prayer life seriously, is that grace and your emotions or your feelings about how your prayer is going are not equivalent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is mm, yes. many times, many times, it is precisely in the moments that your prayer is dry and you'd rather be doing anything else that God's actually giving you the most grace. Why? Because he's allowing you to love him with no benefit to yourself. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. allowing you to be there with him. And when, wow. when, you're, not, good. when you're not receiving these consolations... You know that, okay, Lord, I'm not here for myself. I'm literally just here because I love you and I believe in you. And I want to be here uh, with you, even though it, it's costing me right now because I want to be doing anything else in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's what I, I, I... No, great point. Great yeah. point. In this, in this personal prayer book that I w- was referring to, one of the things he, he gives the illustration, it goes connects with your point, Joey. It says that like prayer is like the like when the bee goes to the honey, to the honey hive. And he, and he, he, you know, he sucks honey and he, he, it becomes nutritious, but then he leaves and he has to do other things. But like prayer is like that fuel. At first you can taste the sweetness and, and, and go on about your life. But there comes a time where it comes 
becomes kind of dry and it's not as sweet anymore, you know. Um, and the hive has now become kind of raw, but it's still it's still essential to to who you are, and you still are you know living off of that. And that's why, like, also, like, okay, let me ask y'all this: Can I can I ask y'all this? Well, I don't know. Two you things. Ask you first. Would y'all no. have maybe? What are some practical tips for prayer? And another thing: What are some like maybe common misconceptions about prayer? Um, very briefly, y'all can just talk about something y'all've experienced or y'all've heard others going through. I got one. Um, one thing that I would avoid doing in prayer that right, like okay. right when you ask the question, you off the top of my head. Uh, a lot of times, like as Christians, we like to do this thing where we're like, God, if you want me to do this, send me a sign. Right. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Or, Classic or, or I'm move. Gonna, I'm gonna open the Bible and I'm gonna point to a verse and it needs to say what I want it to say or what I think what I'm praying about. Yeah. Um, I would recommend that that's not something that people try to do as to develop a prayer life. Um, I think that's very detrimental to prayer life. And if you're reducing your relationship to signs with God, you're missing uh, the the big picture. Mainly that, yeah, you know, we don't need more signs. God became man. He had a ministry on earth, established the Eucharist, died on the cross, resurrected from the dead, ascended into heaven, and did all kinds of stuff to help us get to heaven. And you shouldn't be saying, hey, God, uh, all that stuff you did. Remember when you became man? Um, I'm, I'm not really, I need more. Yeah. It's like, what more What more yeah. could you need? Um, it's like, you know, we keep saying God, God's call is us. He comes out to us. He's done that. It's now our turn mm-hmm. to say yay or nay. Um, and I think yeah. when you're, and, uh, and God gives people signs. Right. They're, they're great, like, elements of grace. Like, it's awesome yeah. when God gives you a sign because cl- it, it provides clarity. And that's such a gift when he does that. Yeah. But to, like, play yeah. his hand, I don't think that's that's wise. Or to demand that from him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. God, God is not a vending machine kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And we shouldn't expect, and, like, God oftentimes manifests himself. I mean, we were talking about earlier in the encounters of our daily life. Like, God oftentimes works in the very ordinary circumstances of life. We yeah. shouldn't expect an ordinary sign for him to reveal his love for us. Um, uh, so that's, that's a good, that's a good misconception about prayer or reliance. What about you, Joey? What you got? Yeah, I think one of the lessons I've learned and one of the things I would tell to anyone who's trying to be serious about, uh, living a life of prayer, which I recommend that all of our listeners do (laughs) is, um, avoid the temptation of taking your own spiritual temperature. And what I mean by Uh, that is constantly worrying and trying to judge, you know, how good your prayer is. Uh, you know, how much grace God is giving you, because these are things by definition, as we've kind of mentioned, that are imperceptible to the human senses. Like they're, they're spiritual yes. realities. What's most important is your fidelity and your love, um, whatever, whatever the struggles or trials um, may, may bring. Um, and then just to, I would just encourage people to uh, consider the importance of prayer. Um, Jacques Philippe, one of our favorite authors, I think all of us have read him, He's got yeah, a, yeah, he, he's a man. He's got a quote uh, in one of his books on prayer where he says, um, he says, no one, when he's talking about, because many people will often say, I, I don't have time to pray. I'm too busy. And he says, no one's ever died of starvation because they didn't have time to eat. And what he, <laughs> what he means by that is that the things that are most important in our lives, we make time for. Yep. Um, and yes, when we come to realize how essential a relationship with the living God is, um, 
you know, a lack busyness, a lack of time won't, won't be, won't be an obstacle to that. It, it, it will become a priority. And so what I would, I would just encourage people to examine their lives and see in what ways they can be more generous with the Lord. Um, and that's something that I'm yeah. always, I'm always challenging myself with too. How, how can I be more generous with God? So yeah, those, cool. that's, that's be what I say. What about you, Max? And yeah. Then we'll, yeah. Uh, so I given one of the misconceptions, um, that I think is, as running amok is to say that like, you have to have some sort of formula, you know, to be able to pray, um, mm-hmm. or that you have to say specific words and recite specific things and kind of orchestrate your words to show the grandeur of yourself and of God, right? Kind of this, you know, poetic structure in prayer, which there is, there's a time and place for that. That's not, I'm not discouraging that necessarily. Right. Those can but be helpful lim- things. To, yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. To limit it to that is, is, is I think is, is not okay. Um, I think what Joey said I also touched on that like, you know, people get discouraged sometimes when they can't measure their progress in prayer. You know, they're like, man, am I even growing in prayer? Well, we don't know. We don't always see the effects of prayer immediately. And that's okay. That's quite okay. Um, I think another thing that I would, uh, that I would say that is a misconception about prayer is that you have to have a certain level of education to be able to pray. And by that, I mean simply that you think you have to know certain things to be an effective prayer or be able to, to, to pray effectively. Oh, this is a, this know? is a misconception you're saying. Yeah. These are misconceptions. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. And so, and so I think that it's a common misconception that if, if you don't, if you don't have a level of education, if you haven't read certain amount of spiritual books, if you haven't prayed a certain amount of rosaries and learned certain meditations, or if you haven't prayed the our father and meditated on every word, a certain amount of times, you're not going to be able to pray effectively. I just don't think that's true. Right. Yeah. No, you're uh, St. Right. Benedict it's St. Benedict in his role. Um, kind of, he says that if anybody wants to go pray, let him go pray. That was it. Like there was no huge, you know, definition per se, prefacing that it's, it's very simple. If, if you have a desire to pray, go pray. Because as we stated initially in this episode, it's a gift from God. Yes. It's God acting first on your soul. It's a grace that you want to pray and communicate with our Lord at all. And so when it comes, don't feel like you're obligated to to recite a certain, you know, linear structure of prayer. No, just go talk to our blessed Lord who wants you to talk to him. And you yourself want to talk to him too. So I would uh, those would be a, a few things that I would mention. I like that. That's, um, good, now, that's fr- good advice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a few uh practical tips that I would suggest, as I said earlier, making a time and a space to pray. Yeah. That's important. That's huge. You know, that can be in your room. That can be, this is just like a little personal thing, but sometimes I'll pray on the floor laying down. I've, I've said this before. Sometimes I do my reading that way, but it helps me. Yeah. I know it doesn't help anybody. I know some people sleep when they're just laying down, but I lay down on, on like the floor just because it keeps me, it's not very comfortable per se, but it's comfortable enough to where I can focus. Um, so I don't know, finding a place and a time and, uh, you know, making that time as Joey alluded to earlier, making that time is important. Yeah. Like, even if um, that, even if that means like literally setting a timer on your phone for like, okay, 15 yes, minutes, exactly. 15 minutes, right, I'm right, going right. to set this time aside every day or, or 20 yeah, minutes, whatever exactly. it is. Or, like, yeah. Or like, Hey, in the morning, as soon as I get up, I'm going to going to say this, right. You know, or before I go to bed, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, another couple of things I would suggest is sleep, Right. Sleep is very important for for the human for the human existence for one, but just to function in a, in an ordinary life in a disciplined life, you, it requires sleep to be able to focus. Um, prayer does require focus, you know. Yeah. And so I would say sleep. Um, sometimes writing out your prayers it, that helps me sometimes. 
you know, um, if I can't formulate and my mind's running a hundred miles an hour, sit down and I'm going to write this out as best as I can. Um, or maybe, maybe I write a little bit and I stop and I, and I'm actually now on track to pray again and refocus yeah, myself. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah. Thanks, man. Those are, those are all really good pieces of advice. And obviously if it doesn't fit into uh it's not a cookie, cookie cutter type of thing, you know, right, exactly. Uh, so whatever, whatever works, um, as long as you're not doing like pagan dances and stuff, I'd say, um, <laughs> stay away from those. but what? It, you, so no, so no dancing. Yeah. I, I, I'd avoid that kind of stuff. Maybe okay. just to sit all in right, front well. of the blessed sacrament and see what, see what happens. Um, but, not uh, bad. no, no, no. But I, I do want to, um, I do want to end this episode with a poem. Um, I, I, I did. Oh, yes. I got it from my dad. This is um, so cool. Amen. My dad, when he was like, it was around 40, 45 or so, I think, um, decided he wanted, he, he was going to write a bunch of poems and he's quite talented at it. And he actually published a book. Um, and I pulled one of the poems out today because I remember it as a young boy, just having an impact on me. So I would like to share it and we could, I mean, we could just end with this. Um, this is the coolest thing. All ever. right. Let's do yeah. It. So um, wait, before you go, I just want to say shout out Jim. Your dad's a beast. <laughs> yeah. Hey Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, the title is a priceless gift. It is a priceless gift for the young and the old. It's free for the taking and holds more value than gold. There is plenty for you and plenty for me. It's more abundant to us than land, air, or sea. The thing that I speak of has an endless supply. You can't use it all up, but I sure wish you'd try. It has many uses. I'll just share a few, but I'm pretty sure you'll know of some of them too. It can say that I love you or just say hello. It provides us with comfort when we're feeling low. When we're happy, it's there to give up our praise and acknowledge we're blessed in so many ways. It helps us to trust in our times of pain. If we need something to lean on, it serves as a cane. It even helps others when we use it this way, if they're sick or they're burdened or if their soul has run astray. Sometimes it is needed to get through a moment or to provide us with the strength to battle through torment. With its great wisdom will sure come our way to help us accomplish keeping, e keeping evil at bay. The times we feel anxious and our turmoil won't cease, the power of this gift will bring, God, will bring God's peace. Another thing it does, and it does above all, it builds a relationship with God and it helps us answer his call. We grow closer to God and stay under his care when we use this great gift, this gift we call prayer. Mm. Wow! Thank you, dude. That's uh, no man. That is n Jim. I didn't know you had it in you, Jim. Right. I mean that. I remember when he wrote uh. that poem. I read it when I was a little boy. I mean, I was probably like ten years old, and that had an impact on me then. Um, that's amazing. And when we yeah. were talking about this episode, I was like, I got to read it. <laughs> so, thank you uh, for sharing that. Yeah. Well, we should have started with that. It <laughs> was. Uh, that was incredible, man. Yeah, that's good. Holy crap. Well, um, I want to be like Jim when I grow up. Yeah, <laughs> me too. And uh, <laughs> no, guys. Well, I I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope you all learned a thing or three, at least from uh, myself. And um, thank you all for tuning in. I hope this helped you all. And um, take the spiritual life seriously. Take prayer life seriously. It's important. It's it's uh, the food for our souls, and we need it to to continue onward. 
And so, so yeah, I'm looking forward to future episodes. We are going to be taking a break um, from recording a few episodes. So for a few weeks, a couple weeks, we'll be out. Um, but this got, will give you all time vac- to catch up on a few episodes. We got vacations to go yeah. on. Yeah, so we do got out. vacations. Yeah, we got vacations. We have not taken much of a break, um, you know, in our own life. So it'll be good for us to relax a little bit. So y'all do ten- tune in, continue tuning in. We'll keep y'all posted. Again, we will be releasing um, a Logos podcast ep- uh, website here soon. We're almost done with the design. Um, follow our Instagram page at Logos Pod. Uh, Logos Pod One, I believe. And um, <laughs> that's helpful. Sorry, nice, I think, bro. I think that's a, <laughs> sorry, bro. Uh, um, so sorry. Logos Logos dot Pod. There we go. Logos dot Pod. Um, I edited a few times. I'm sorry. So follow us on our Instagram page. Do stay posted. And uh, subscribe, follow, recommend. Smash it. Re- smash that button hard. All right? <laughs> and as always, God bless. <laughs>